0: It's quite vulnerable and sometimes hard to admit that a lot of the reasons that I shy away from certain things or turn th- certain things down is because I don't feel like I add up. I don't feel like I'm enough, but I am. From UW Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm Eric Wilson-Edge. Today on the pod, Ashley Walker. Walker currently serves as an academic advisor for UWT's School of Education. She's also a UW Tacoma alumna. In her own words, Walker will tell us about her experience in higher education as a multiracial mother of two. She also digs into questions of identity, perfectionism, and self-doubt. Hello, my name is Ashley Walker, and I am a graduate advisor within the School of Education at the UW Tacoma campus. Um, And first, before I start, I just want to send my sincerest apologies to Eric Wilson Edge, who's been nothing short of patient with me while trying to do this podcast. Um, And I have a little bit of an explanation for that, um, and it's because... I I suffer through what um, the um, what we call perfectionism and I am now getting ready to start I believe this is my shoot I don't know third or fourth attempt um, of trying to solidify a podcast for him and each time he sent me back. <clears throat> a final product. And I listened through and I sat there and was appalled. (laughs) I was appalled and I didn't want anyone else to hear what I was saying, hear my stories. I don't know if it was embarrassment. Um, I think, you know, some of it comes from the fact that, you know, I work for Um, a higher ed institution. And we really pride on ourselves on having, you know, Research One, um, top-notch medical facilities, top-notch professors, um, resources, and everything and top students. Um, And so when I sat here and tried to do this podcast, and I listened back, it even gets me a little bit emotional. And I listened back to my responses, I was like, man, I kind of (laughs) suck. And that's a horrible view to have on yourself, right? But because of these socialized norms, I felt like I had to place myself into this perfect category. I had to answer the questions in such a very flawless, perfect way. Um, And that was difficult. And so every time Again, I was sent back the final product. Um, I had to say no, I had to decline. um And even listening to my voice was difficult as well um i i'm I'm a multiracial young woman. Um, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. I'm an awesome friend, <laughs> I'd like to think. Um, and I'm black, part black part Japanese, and a mixture of other things that I'm not aware of. Um, And so upon people first hearing me and not seeing me, they automatically assume that I'm white. And so again, when trying to do this podcast, I felt like I didn't fit into a mold, right? The stereotypical mold of what folks might assume um, a Black woman would sound like. And so again, I fight with this kind of, um, identity that I'm, I don't feel like I fit into, or maybe that I've built for myself, um, that sometimes I'm, I'm embarrassed by, and I don't feel like I should be. It's taken a lot of time, a lot of work, and I'm being quite vulnerable right now. Um, and a lot of therapy to really work through this idea um, that was kind of like the foundation of me growing up in, in who I have to be, um, how I have to speak, how I have to dress, how I have to act in public. And that was instilled in me at such a very, very young age and I think it really took hold when I was in high school. Um, I I would say actually middle school, high school. Um, and so it's really just, it's, it's, um, been something I've really had to work through and work with. And so again, to circle back, I do want to just send a huge amount of gratitude, um, to the folks who've been working on this podcast because it really allowed me to take a a little bit of a deeper dive into who Ashley is. And although I know, um, for the most part, the things that set me off, the things that make me happy, um, the things that make me cry, um, it's, it's quite vulnerable and sometimes hard to admit that a lot of the reasons that I shy away from certain things or turn certain things down is because I don't feel like I add up. I don't feel like I'm enough, but I am. And that's the thing. I live in this sort of duality where I shuffle back and forth between you're amazing, you're strong, you are, (laughs) you are that woman, um, to, and I just, I don't think I can, I can do this. So I hope that in my story and in sharing this, um, I'm speaking to, to someone who understands where I'm coming from, who understands that, um, you know, that there, that there's a lot of work that we need to do within ourselves and that's okay. Um, that you're not alone. You don't have to be perfect. Um, you don't have to feel like, you know, especially in this educational pedagogy, right? And having to feel like you have to get a 4.0, um, have the best research paper, the best research topic. Um, you have to have your life completely figured out, you know. Um, and that's not how life works all the time. So I hope I'm speaking to someone who's feeling maybe less than or like they don't fit that mold to let them know that they do. And I think that this is happening all at the right time because I wasn't really sure what to talk about. I wasn't sure what to express and what to share. And this fell heavily on my heart. You know, at first I was like, maybe I need to speak about, you know, the protests going on and the racial injustice taking over the rest of uh, our entire world. Um, or I guess the, um, um, the notice that everyone's taking from around the world of the racial injustice, specifically in the United States, although it does happen all around the world. Um, And I felt like I had to talk about that, but I didn't want to um, because it's very heavy and it's not something that you can just, you know, dive right into in a podcast. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of love and understanding. You get pissed for sure. And I was done with being mad. Um, I was done with feeling like I had to advocate or know everything that there is to know about race, um, because I don't, and I'm still learning. Flawless, perfect way. So to back up a little bit, my name is Ashley Walker. I'm a graduate advisor within the School of Education. I've been with the School of Education for six years. I advise our doctoral um, students. So I advise for the doctoral program in educational leadership, the EDD, first EDD in um, doctoral program on the UWT campus, which is exciting. Um, and I also advise our masters of education students who are practicing educators. But don't let the title fool you, because um, I also those are students who are coming in with multiple educational related field. Um, backgrounds, it's not specifically those who are actually practicing in the classroom. Um, so going back to this whole perfectionism, um, such a huge reason why I, I mean, we've literally been working on this podcast for, geez, it feels like forever, but probably, I would say maybe a good two or three months, maybe. Um, and I just wanted, I wanted there to, I wanted to feel like I was saying or speaking to somebody who could relate and understand where I'm at. And it kind of sucks right now. I'm going to kind of go off the rails. Um, but when interviewing me, (laughs) it's so much better to interview me when, you see me because my facial expressions do not match my words majority of the time. Um, And so it does feel a little bit better to see my face so you can see my reactions to some of the things that I say. And I think that's one of the other reasons why I didn't want this podcast to get posted because you couldn't see what I was saying. And so the tone of my voice wasn't quite reflecting the expression on my face when I said it nor the expression on my face when I heard it. So, um, but a little bit about me. I am a mother of two very beautiful children. My oldest is Malachi. He's 16, just started driving. Lord help us all. Um, He's an amazing young man, and he has a very bright future ahead of him. But these teenage years, I swear on everything, Really love to test parents. (laughs) And then I have a daughter. Her name is Ryan. She is 12, getting ready to turn 13 in November. And she is so excited to officially be a teenager. Although I swear she's had this teenager mentality since birth. So, again, very beautiful children. They've been with me on this life journey basically since I became an adult. Um, And it's been a journey, let me tell you. I don't think I would be where I am today. I wouldn't have the ambition or the drive that I have um, if it wasn't for my kids. I had my son when I was 20 years old. And, you know, I was going from one job to the next and just trying to figure out what I was going to do in life. I still don't really know what I want to do in life. I go back and forth between anesthesiology and occupational therapy, and neither one of them are going to work out because there aren't programs within my vicinity, unless you know of any, that cater to full-time working adults. <laughs> um, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I still don't really know what I want to do. Um, but I guess maybe back then I knew that I, I wanted to help young adult students who were in similar, who had similar stories to mine, single parents, um, trying to figure out how to get to the next level, um, with not a whole lot of resources, at least there weren't back then it felt like. Um, and so I was pregnant working at Blockbuster and I was just working, you know, dead-end jobs. I think I went to a, what is it? Um, a staffing agency and they placed me in a position up in Kent. And so I was traveling, commuting Monday through Friday, dropping my son off as soon as daycare started, um, or opened, excuse me, at I think six thirty AM and then fighting traffic on the way back in order to make it to pick him up before daycare closed, um, at six. And so it was just paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. Um, Paycheck was gone really before I even got it. So I don't even know if you can say it was paycheck to paycheck. Um, I was, I mentioned I was 20 years old. Yeah, I was 20 years old when I got pregnant with him. We were staying in a, you know, one bedroom apartment. It suited us for the moment, but I knew that's not something that I wanted for the rest of my life. I needed to figure a way out a way to not be a part of the government system, even though it definitely helped at the time. Um, but I wasn't really super, super motivated. Like things were just fine. Like I was fine for the most part. I don't say, I don't want to say fine, but I was complacent in the sense of living paycheck to paycheck, knowing that I was going to eventually pull myself out of that Well, once I got pregnant with my daughter three years later at the age of 23, I knew that I had to get my stuff together because there's no way I'm going to be a single mom of two living paycheck to paycheck in a one bedroom apartment. It's just not going to work. I knew I wanted to go back to school. I'm playing with my son on the playground. Um, I think I'm about, I don't know, four or five months pregnant, something like that. And I get a random phone call from an advisor at UW Tacoma. And she says, you know, I, I got your information. And I was wondering if you'd like to meet with me to talk about you coming to school or possibly what that road would look like. And I'm sitting there and she's talking, she's talking. I have this super stuck expression on my face of first, like, how the hell did you get my phone number? (laughs) Because I don't remember turning anything in again. I don't remember talking to anybody. I don't remember filling out some type of survey, nothing. I had no clue how this person called me, got my phone number. And then I just had to look up and be like, God always has my back. And so I schedule an appointment with her. I'm meeting with her, and we're figuring out my next steps to becoming a student. And anxiety, overwhelming feelings, imposter syndrome, which I didn't know what that was at the time, are flooding me because I have two kids. I have to figure out how to go through school now. I'm literally putting the cart before the horse. When now, what I tell my students is step one complete the application, and let's figure out what to do from there should you get accepted into the program. So I didn't know if I was going to get accepted. I didn't know if they wanted me. I went to, you know, some family friends to use their computer, um, asked them to proofread my application letter, my essay, and I was just super excited in that note. And to even think that I had the opportunity to go to you know, the University of Washington. I don't care if it's a sister campus, satellite campus, whatever. It's the University of Washington. That's what it says on the diploma. It doesn't say University of Washington, Tacoma. It says the University of Washington. And at the very bottom, in small letters, it'll say given in Tacoma. So I don't care what anybody says. I was going to be a husky. I was scared. I had every single emotion you could think of. Could I do this and take care could of my I do kids? This? Could, I do this? could I do this with a newborn? Could I do this? Could I do this? Period. Could I do this? Could I do this? But I just took that first step. And that first step literally skyrocketed me to where I am today. And if I could remember who that advisor was, I would give her the biggest hug um, right now because I don't think she understands her part in my story. So. Fast forward to winter quarter, 2008. Um, my daughter is now seven weeks old, and I'm worried because she's not sleeping through the night. She's waking up at least two to three times, <clears throat> and I'm like, crap, I'm about to start school. I know there's like a, I know the professor's going to be handing out a buttload of assignments and readings and... And all of that, how can I manage, time manage, my family, work, and now this academia? And so I was worried because I was already sleep deprived. And the first day of classes, you know, I went um, and I don't don't know, it was still kind of surreal to me to be a part of this, to be accepted. Um, It didn't feel real, but Boy, I tell you, I was happy to be there. I really, really was. Um, So that night when I came home, I was worried because I, you know, just got all of my assignments. And um, I was nervous because I wasn't sure how my daughter was going to be. Like, can we start sleeping through the night? Can you give your mom a little bit of a break? Super appreciative if you decide yes. Um, And praise Jesus. uh, She started sleeping through the night that night. So the first day of classes, I was done having to wake up two to three times in the middle of the night. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you. Um, and from there, like life still was full of its up and downs. Um, it still is to this day. Um, but I started somewhere And um, I will forever be grateful. I've been an employee now at UW Tacoma for 10 years, which is crazy. Um, And, you know, I feel like there's really nowhere to go but up. And I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've been given. Um, I'm thankful for the people who took a chance on me, who didn't even know... Anything about me? Um, I'm in the school, so I started off at working at. Oh, so let me back. So I graduated from with my bachelor's degree um, in 2010 in communications. Didn't even know what I wanted to do with that. I was just like, this seems like the easy, <laughs> the easiest road for me right now with two kids. So let me just see what this what this does. I ended up graduating, thankful for the faculty who were in my life at that time who took me under their wing um, and just really guided me and helped me to feel like someone special, like someone who needed to be there, who deserved to be there. So I will be forever grateful for that and the advisors that I had, which is ultimately why I wanted to become advisor as well. Um, I ended up meeting my husband the same year that I graduated Um, at the time, obviously not my husband. Um, And then we eventually got married, and we have this beautiful family now, and I'm just super thankful for that. Um, I ended up going back to get my graduate degree, um, my Master's of Education, in 2012, and I've completed that in 2014. And I knew I needed to do something that just elevated me in my thinking, in my creativity, um, in my engagement with others in my community. And so I always wanted to be an advisor, but I had absolutely no experience. And luckily, Dr. Howard, who used to be the vice chancellor within student affairs, um connected me with Dr. Chris Canaus who is the associate professor one of the associate professors in the School of Education and he was like Ashley just reach out to him I think he's hiring for a position and I was like Dr. Howard please don't send me to the wolves cuz listen <laughs> I need to go somewhere where I feel like I'm appreciated, where I'm going to learn, where I'm going to grow. So I'm trusting you and putting my faith in you that you are going to connect me with this person who is going to see that although I don't have experience in advising, but I have that potential. And so Dr. Kanaus interviewed me. And the interview went amazingly well. And I felt so confident in everything that I was saying and everything that took place in that interaction. And I'm just so thankful to this day that he saw my potential um, for advising doctoral students at that to place me in this position. And that's what we need. And that's what we need. And that's what we need. And that's what we need not to veer off, but that's what we need. We need people who can see the potential in others and not just the skills on their resume or their CV, because there's so many folks out here in this world who can't quite fully maybe even put together a resume or maybe need additional assistance with stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that they can't um, do the job. And he saw in me something that I most definitely didn't see in myself. And so I'll be able, I'll forever be grateful for that. Because um, he quite literally took a chance on me that he didn't need to or have to. And so um, now, right now, I'm just kind of figuring out what to do next. What's my next step? What's the next way to ignite my community in a way that is going to be bring positivity um, to those who I can serve um, and those around me. And I'm finding myself get emotional because I would not be here if it wasn't for these folks in my life, who saw past my, um, my doubts in myself, who continued to encourage me and push me even when I felt so uncomfortable in doing so. And so if you have folks in your life who do that, hang on to that because those people are very, very special and they see things in you that you try to deny, but please believe those folks are not going to lie to you. And so I'm going to end this with saying that I understand that I still have a lot of work that needs to be done within me. I know that that work needs to be done and it needs to be purposeful because I need to be able to help those in my community, in my family, in my organizations, institutions, everything. I want to be that resource and I want to be that connection. I want to be that encourager, that helpful hand. I really do, but sometimes I need to say no to some things. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm starting to say yes to a lot of things, but I need to say no. So I hope I was able to just touch somebody um, with these words and just know that you're not alone on your journey. It might feel like it sometimes, Focus, stay focused on that end result, on the prize, and knowing that the work that you're doing is not for nothing. You have people who are looking up to you that you may not even know are looking up to you. Thank you to our guests, and thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.